0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. How's it going, Derek? It's going fantastic. Good, good, good. And joining the two of us this evening is our friend south of the border, John Van Berger. John, how you doing?
1: Doing okay. How you guys doing?
0: Fantastic. Not too shabby, man. Not our too shabby. Our foreign correspondent. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about tonight. A lot of, um, we do. A lot of little things happening this week. Mm. Um... And our, we have some
1: sciency stuff. Oh too. yes, we
0: got we got a sciency thing too. Yeah. Which are we going to get Derek to read that whole <laughs> stampede thing? probably. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> we know we might be here a while. <laughs> it's yeah. not that long. We might
2: we. also
1: have some copyright issues to deal with. It's I a wonder, blog. It's can a we blog. Po- maybe
2: we should post
0: that on our Facebook page? <laughs> we'll, we'll mention it when we talk about it. Yeah, uh, this, all this. <laughs> this past week would have been our film festival. Yes. We didn't do it. It It's always the Tuesday after St. Paddy's day.
2: Yeah. So it would have been. uh, Two days ago. Yes. Two days ago from people listening to this. Yeah. Uh, It
0: is chocolate rabbit sacrifice seasoned. What? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was at the store and the chocolate rabbits are in the stores. So feel free to sacrifice as many as you want before.
2: How many have you eaten so far? Just one. Just one so far. So far.
0: (laughs) But I drink and lie a lot. (laughs) Uh, Good news. I was on one of those things, those surveys were on my Facebook page. Yeah, You've been kidnapped, and the characters from the last TV show you watched are coming to save you. Who's coming to save you? I just got finished watching that Lost Pirates, uh, Last Kingdom of the Pirates. Ah. Blackbeard, Charles Vane, the most deadly pirates—they're coming to get me. Good news, boys. <laughs> so, so if
2: what if you weren't actually watching the show, but if the show was on—the last show you saw—because if it was, if it's that, then it's the uh, the octonauts are going to come get me.
0: Well, still, they're a good team. <laughs> Derek's S O so nice knowing you, Derek. <laughs> Uh, do, 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 do looking forward, we might be doing, I might be doing an April paddle weekend. Oh yeah? First trip of the season in April. Where? I'm not sure yet. Somebody just, before the show, somebody sent me an email.
2: It's not going to be Algonquin. No,
0: no, because they're not opening
2: till Til eight, May. May 14th.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. They're no, not even, not even open for
2: backcountry camping or nothing. They're just closed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Numbers are climbing again.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh well, no, this is, uh, they, and I've never heard of them do this before, but they say they're closing down for the spring thaw. Really? Yeah. That's the, that's the statement, uh, friends of Algonquin put out. They said, Algonquin park is closing down. Uh, Mar- March 30th is the last night you can camp in the park for backcountry camping. And, uh, from that point, from April 1st until May 14th, there is no backcountry camping at all. You can still go to Mew Lake and stuff. But, uh, I
0: wonder if it's because of the number of new people that go out.
2: And it's early season and it's early season and people, season do, and people
0: do not know the dangers. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that could be very uh, good for them to, for yeah. covering their butt if that's the case yeah. and covering I, everybody else's realistically. Like, yeah,
2: because I've never heard of them closed no, down for, for th- spring no, thaw.
0: we, I mean, we've been out on canoe trips when there's still a little bit of ice on some of the lakes. Yeah. Yep. And you're leaning over the front with a hatchet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think uh, our buddy Marcus Rubino has pictures of him leaning over because it froze again overnight. Oh, yes. And yeah. uh, they were they were coming out. Hmm. Uh, cabin fever 2021. Yes. I'm officially calling it. People need to start uh, calming down a little bit and being nicer to, to each other I know, not right? taking things so seriously. Yes. Uh, yeah. I declare. Cabin Fever (laughs) 2021 is probably one of the worst ones I've seen yet.
2: Yeah. 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 A lot of people are looking to, uh, be offended and get upset and they're just. They're taking it too far. Anxious for it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Taking it too far. Seeing things where they, there's nothing to be seen. Mm -hmm. I bought a second Ulu knife. Oh, you did get one? I got a second one. (laughs) Yeah. It's because now we'll have one for home. Because I've been using it at home. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It cuts through like raw meat, like finger? butter. Does it cut through fingers? Like butter. Not yet. Look, how many <laughs> fingers do you see, buddy? I see 10. You see 10 fingers. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Have not lost a finger yet, I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been like vegetables, cheese, yeah. meats. I, I was doing a uh, roast on the barbecue. So I usually cut it in half to do two separate smaller roasts. Mm-hmm. I'll do one with barbecue sauce, one with a dry rub sort of thing. And I cut that ah, thing cut like butter. Yeah, like butter. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. So well, yeah, I, I ordered a second one because now Thanks. I can have one in my camping gear permanently. And yeah, and because uh, I keep running downstairs in my camping gear to pull it out <laughs> and then take it upstairs, wash it, bring it back downstairs, put it in my camping gear. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, I had a bad dream about dry suits. You <laughs> <the other> haven't. <night. laughs> yes, you told me about Oh, God. Do we want to even ask about this? Well, I've never had a dry suit, right?
1: Yeah. And I've been
0: researching them and stuff like that. And I was having this dream about getting in the dry suit, so I had it up to my waist. But it was just a zipper from basically side to side that you had to somehow tuck in.
2: Okay. And when I
0: went to put my head through, it wouldn't, it it got stuck, like with my beard. (laughs) In the gasket? In the (laughs) gasket. And I couldn't get out. I woke up like panicky claustrophobic in the middle of the night because i had to i'm trapped i trapped in a dry suit and i can't get out <laughs> yeah i know what is going on this has been my week, <laughs> <laughs> been such a oh. great week until that happened <laughs>
2: what about you john what's happening with you yeah did you have any dreams well, john
0: that no weird dreams like that i'm afraid <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, what's Shut going on up, here? man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I, I keep wanting to go back to that, and then I'm
0: like, no, it's just better if we move on. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's but like, then I keep wanting to go back and, yeah. yeah. I was you even know? talking to Derek before the show, and I said, well, when you, the gasket, I mean, it comes up right around, and he goes, yeah, it's going to hurt your beard. And I'm thinking, yeah, and that's what happened, and like, I couldn't get out, I, like, my beard stopped duck <laughs> and I was getting all claustrophobic, but I couldn't get out. <laughs> What's with that? I'm Hello. not buying a dry suit. I'm dying of hypothermia. It, yeah, it's a sign. It's, it's a, a sign. sign. It's a sign. Save 1,200 bucks, buddy. Ah, <laughs> so John, you went for a walk this week, last week, this weekend, some <laughs> Oh, was that the ice? Yeah, went out.
1: Uh... Went uh, down to Sand Hill Wildlife Area, which is not far from my house. But, and uh, met my friend Lisa down there. And we took the uh, uh, first hike of the season, nine and a half miles. So I threw a pack on just uh, you know, kind of see how everything felt and kind of a little shakedown walk. And it was great.
0: Gets you a taste of the spring season, doesn't it? Because spring was last started on the weekend.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we are... Um, the water down, it was also sort of a little, you know, kind of where's the, where's the water and ice situation at right now? Yeah. So it's about 50, 50 right now. So the lakes are about half open right now. I'm hoping I'm going out next, uh, this next week and, um, maybe down to like devil's lake state park or someplace like that here in Wisconsin and seeing if, uh, we got some open water so I can go paddling. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, once, but, like I say, once the, you start seeing that open water, you start getting the taste of it.
1: Yeah, you really start getting itchy, you know. So, and then but when yeah, you're going I mean on it's,
0: hikes. What's that? And then when you start adding hikes into that, right?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, all of the the birds are migrating back in now, so the sandhill cranes are back, and you know, it just makes you makes you want to get out there. The trumpeter swans were back already. Uh, some blue herons. So yeah, a lot of the the bigger waterfall down there are already are already here.
0: Excellent. You were yeah. telling us about another migration that was happening.
1: <gasps> Strangest oh, thing. Strangest it thing. was the
0: giant <laughs> Wisconsin worm migration.
2: Migration, migration, migration. <laughs> so a worm stampede. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a worm it was
0: stampede. So,
1: I took, uh, I took my dog Gaia out for a walk today, and it's been raining the last couple of days. We have a, a lake in our backyard now, and so we went out and walked out the, the front sort of part of the neighborhood, and as I was walking down the street and kind of get to this corner, there was about 20 yards of worms, like dew worms, crossing, well, I, I guess you'd say crossing the road. They were on the road and and they, it was just thick. I mean, I was trying to avoid stepping on them. So I was like walking all over and I, I've never seen that before.
0: Now, and so, were they facing the
2: sides of the road
0: or were they facing up
2: the road? Was this a dream?
0: Because that would tell you whether they're crossing <laughs> the road or stampeding up the road. Well, well I didn't know if like, you know... I'm not
1: sure which end is the front end of the worm, though.
0: <laughs> the pointy end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sort of gets back to that old Ann Elk joke about the brontosauruses on Monty Python. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, be a good so, reason for the chicken to cross the road to get the worms. Yeah,
1: well, you know that's the. Yeah, I it, I've never seen anything like that though. I mean, it was it was just. Um. It was packed. And so then the question is...
0: And get your we, science books out, kids. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This is this is what we want to talk about now. A group of
1: worms is called a, a, clue. a clue. A clue. A clue. C-L-E-W, which is like a ball of thread, yarn, or cord.
0: Or and a stampede of worms.
1: Yeah, I've never heard this before or, or even knew that so you know a i saw something new and different and b science
0: science wow yeah. <laughs> wow
1: it's a, it's now, an exciting it's
0: an exciting place i live guys
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in wisconsin today the giant the worm migration began <laughs> they'll be at the end of john street by next friday <laughs> it's it's riveting that's well, right. look. Can here you imagine? they come for the fourth day in a row. <laughs> you
1: imagine the television interview? Well, I was standing here minding my own business. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> out of nowhere,
0: <laughs> worms a plenty. Oh man! Yeah, I I, need, I think you missed an opportunity. Yeah. How many people are fishing in your neighborhood? Oh. You could have been out there with a shovel and a garbage can, scooping up worms and selling Shoveled them by
2: now, the du- by
0: the uh, dozen. Was there, that, was there enough worms that
2: was there enough worms that like passing cars would like slip out and and slide <laughs> into the ditch? You oh. know,
1: if I thought they would have. I would have set up a GoPro out there or something. <laughs> uh,
0: what one of those? Uh, Slip and slides. <laughs> slip and slide. Oh. But it's a ooh. worm slide. It's a worm slip and slide.
2: <laughs> Just run and slide. Oh. Yeah. You, no, you, oh.
0: you missed it, dude. You, if you could have been making. They are you good.
2: You need to sell them a buck a, a, buck a dozen. And you know, I, when, they, they are a good source of protein. Just yeah. put, blend them up in a blender and it's like a, a worm smoothie
1: you know what, I could just take out the shop vac, and not only would it collect them, but it would probably do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd probably have, like, four-gallon worm smoothie.
2: You must eat yeah. worms as a kid.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually, really? not worms. You know the, the really... Oh, I don't even Who know hasn't? what they're called anymore. Uh, the crunchy, <laughs> nasty little thing, the hard... Uh, they're not snails, but... Uh, they're like worms with a shell and a bad attitude. Cargo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, you know, I don't, God, I wish I could remember what they were. Worms? I, I, with apparently, when I was a little Centipedes? kid. Centipedes? <laughs> Centipedes. <laughs> sort of, closer to the centipede, I guess. I picked one up and I popped it in my mouth as a little kid. Apparently, that was a bad thing to do because I it got chemical burns in my mouth really? as a result. And my parents had to take me to the hospital. Wow. Yeah.
0: A worm with a shell and an attitude.
2: (laughs) Bad attitude.
0: (laughs) Hmm. I don't... Not potato bugs. No. No. No, I can almost
2: picture it. Is uh, it white? Like a... Like a... Ivory white with black lines where the little carapace... No,
1: it's... It's a... It's black and they... They curl up a lot. God, I can't... Somebody's listening to this going like...
2: My yeah, neighbor's cat does
0: that. flying and it curls up a
2: lot. <laughs> John, did you eat a cat? <laughs> I need a cat.
1: That would explain the fur then. Um,
2: yeah, but it yeah, was a hard-shelled was... worm, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, th- yeah. It was crunchy. Let's just yeah. say that.
2: <laughs> it was a cricket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, John, who now has a clue on his street. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. What else did you do? <laughs> get amazed by a clue, a clue of worms. What else have been
1: doing? Well, you know, I was taking a walk. I mean, it's Marshfield, so we take a lot of walks. <laughs> um, and my neighbors, who had tapped 40 trees on their property, and they have a small lot. No, no, they put in... Yeah, put in forty taps on trees on their property. Um, gave us some really great maple syrup when we went walking by the other day. Mm. So you know, it's that time of year, man. It's
0: yeah, everything's warming yeah. up. Well, I noticed mm-hmm. there was uh, some sap running on the tree in our front yard.
2: Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah, our maple tree is running sap. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so I don't know how to tell the difference apparently between a sugar maple and other maples. And so I've got, a, I've got a maple tree in my backyard. The sugar
0: maple, when you pass, goes, hey, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyways, I tapped the maple <laughs> tree in my backyard. I boiled down a lot of syrup, a lot of sap, and I ended up with about a liter. And it was a pale yellow and it had little white flakes floating in it. And it did not taste like maple syrup. It ah. was not <laughs> sweet. But it does
0: take, I think they say like 40 liters to get one liter of syrup or something like that. It is a massive Mm -hmm. difference. So apparently,
2: my tree in the backyard is not a sugar maple. No, it's just a regular (laughs) one. Yeah. (laughs) It's the old regular. It matters, apparently. But
0: there's a big difference between store bought syrup and real homemade maple syrup.
2: Mm. Yeah. I mean, the the
0: homemade stuff is a lot thinner as well.
2: It depends on how much you boil it.
0: All the stuff like we get stuff from Quebec hmm and uh, like by the big
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it's usually a lot thinner than the stuff you're buying it's all about
2: that. how much yeah well there's they're probably leaving it uh less water they're less boiled down because they're, they're selling it by bulk and mm-hmm. and trying to keep some of the water content right for Nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> plus a lot of additives you really don't need
2: well natural maple syrup i don't know that they do additives they might mm. uh well, pasteurize then, it maybe but that's about it
1: but if you get, like, uh, you know, some of the, how do you say, store-bought brands, some of the major ones, mm-hmm. it, it's not 100% maple syrup either, no. though. No, no, no.
2: no. like, you know? yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why it's so thick and they put all that extra filler, yeah. I guess, into it. But it's like that y- do you pink, guys have pink sugar, stuff in hamburger. Do you guys have sugar bushes down your way, John? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I know when you get to the Manitoba, like, Ontario-Manitoba border, the maple trees <laughs> stop. Yeah. Yeah. Going across the the prairies and stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. So all my relatives or friends that live out west, they can't just walk to the local sugar bush like we can. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. Uh, anything else, John?
1: That's about it. Um can't really think of anything else. Just getting itchy to
0: get out on the water. Yeah. Derek, what about you?
2: Oh, I... Uh, my, When we did the, you saw Martin Garster's video today?
0: No, I didn't get a chance to watch it Oh, you didn't get
2: to see it? No. So, uh, when we did the, uh, the Burt Reynolds Memorial River run last year on the Noir River, we had that incident on Mountain Shoots and Martin went over the
0: falls. The Burt Reynolds
2: Memorial Memorial
0: River run. What did I say? You just said it so fast. A z- z- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Derek's in a hurry to get out of here. So John, how you doing?
2: <laughs> I'm a fast talker.
0: Did Any- I
1: ever tell you that story about my childhood back then? Uh,
0: did it involve worms? <laughs> <laughs> it did actually.
2: <laughs> anyway, Derek, what was that video about? <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, when we did that trip, Martin went over the falls, and it was a big, it was a big event, big to do. He almost died, but uh, uh, Mike Burns, he uh, he built, uh, he didn't know they were called that, but he built di- a diorama of the waterfalls. Oh, okay. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool the the diorama. Uh, I'm just gonna pop up a picture for you to see, but it uh, so you can see the detail. If you zoom in, you can see the. Uh, so he's built Ooh. this with this waterfall and it's, it's like the, it's like the yard sale with, when you dump a canoe, right? Yeah. So that you can see the bear barrel, you can see the, uh, orange, uh, Pelican case for the camera. You can, you can see the Eureka pack and you can see the overturned canoe and the waterfalls and the bushes on the side. It's, uh, anyway, so he built four of these and, and, uh, so what was it? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Martin was passing through, so I left on my front step for him to pick up and I said, Martin, when you open it, record yourself on video. Because he didn't know it even existed. Oh, because we'd been keeping is that our mouths what that shut. That video is. Yeah, <laughs> so we've been keeping our mouths shut because we didn't want Martin to know what was coming, right? Right. And I wanted to see if he reacted in horror or if he laughed. His <laughs> 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 shoes <laughs> sticking out. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it was a traumatic event for him. Yeah. But anyways, it was. Uh, he laughed. He thought it was hilarious. And the detail of the diorama is pretty incredible. So Martin Martin was like, "Oh my God, look at that!" He was he was pretty pleased. It, it's a uh, it's a it's a really neat little diorama, and it uh, it just kind of sh- details the day. There's a map of the the water map of the of the mountain shoots on the back of the diorama, and it's all stenciled on the front. You know, the third annual Memorial River Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run. So it was ah uh, it it was neat uh, finally getting that handed off to Martin because he's off. T- off towards Kingston right so yeah. we, we don't get up that way I never had a chance been sitting in my in my living room since uh since last fall since last November or something really yeah wow I know <laughs> day trip dude <laughs> I kept thinking of going for a day trip but it's a two hours each way and, oh. and just to drop something off it's not like I could go hang out with him because of COVID right it'd be I'd be dropping it off on the front step and running type thing <laughs> and it's a anyways, day out of the house yeah so anyways he he dropped by today or Tuesday on Tuesday and uh and picked it up. So that was kind of neat. Cool. hmm You got to watch the video. It's pretty I'll funny. I'll watch the, can we post that on our site? I think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's yeah. post that. We'll post that on Battling yeah. uh, Adventures Radio Facebook page. Yeah. I think that's everything, eh? Yes. Wow. We're, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> we do have
1: topics. Let's just
0: go for a long commercial break.
1: This, um This week on Worms Are Us, <laughs>
0: yeah. it's the it's the annual Wisconsin worm migration, <laughs> and there was John standing there. Whale, whale. <laughs> Here's what happened. Uh, <laughs> New England's first whitewater park is opening summer 2021 in Ah. Franklin, New Hampshire, Hmm. in the city's downtown on the Winnipesaukee River. Um, It will consist of 13 acres with an adjacent 21 acres and three whitewater features. Whitewater features are... Uh, have options for paddling class 2, 3, and 4 whitewater. And the addition to the whitewater attraction, the park will have several trail systems, uh, a bike pump track, climbing walls, cabin and campsite accommodations. It's like an outdoor dream. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's, they've been developing it since, what, 2014? See, so you uh, figures
1: they did that after I left New Hampshire.
0: Well, they probably did it because you left New Hampshire. <laughs> He's finally gone. <laughs> that's right. He's gone. Okay, boys, let's pull out the blueprints.
1: Yeah. <laughs> actually, that's not far from where I lived when I was out there, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: Gives you a reason to go back. No, yeah, why but, not? But, uh, yeah, the pictures show, like, rafts, kayaks, and, and everything here, which is pretty cool. That's becoming a big deal, isn't it? These uh, whitewater parks in towns.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's one out in, um, one of the, um, you know, I was looking at the 48 state paddle.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Out in Colorado, Colorado, no, sorry, out in uh, Bend, Oregon. And I was looking at Bend specifically because there's a really good brewery based there. (laughs) And uh, I thought, well, geez, that'd be fun to go paddle there and have a beer and I'm done. And uh, yeah, they've got one right downtown. So, Really, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of thinking that'd be kind of fun. So, this yeah. looks pretty great too. Actually, I'm looking at the the design, the master plan design here. Yeah, for uh, for Franklin. So that's yeah, yeah that's very a, cool. That's
2: big. And there's yeah. there's one in Dublin too. Didn't Alan go visit it or something? Where no, uh, he was, no, he was going both? to. I think. Uh, yeah. Oh no, he did. He did go. It was, he was passed in, through. It wasn't built. Yeah, yet. it
0: wasn't built yet. Uh, and I haven't heard any updates on that either because there was a big kerfuffle about yes, uh, it. Yes, They're saying that money could have been used towards housing and... And
2: the original price tag doubled and... Yeah, the whole... Oops.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I got an email from somebody that knows somebody that is a designer.
2: For that one? Dublin
0: one? No, for oh. Whitewater okay. Parks. Huh. So I just, I'll drop them an email see if we can get them on here and yeah. uh, talk uh, what, what goes into to all of this. But um, yeah, if you are, oops, I have two computers going here and I keep grabbing the wrong mouse. Um, If you're in Franklin, New Hampshire, get ready this summer, man. Get your kayaks and new rafts and get ready to go. Should be fun. Mm -hmm. Something closer to home, which is a really, really hot topic right now that we're kind of debating whether we should talk about or not. um, The Ontario parks fees.
2: So, mm. this came out last year, and I don't remember it being. See, and that's. I, I do remember it being out there. With, no, I don't with, remember it being a big thing. Like uh, I, Because no one really knew about it. Like, I actually paid and camped in Tamagami last year, and I paid these new prices last year when yeah. I went with Mike Burns, right? You see,
0: I went the year before, so I didn't get. Oh, yeah, you had into the lower it. price. <laughs> <laughs> Suck <Suckered into> it <laughs> uh, in it
2: yeah. is It is a shocking price change. Big time. I think if they had brought it in gradually, it wouldn't wouldn't have made such waves. Well, it is a pilot project. Yeah. And that, that's
0: the thing that, I mean, and people are saying, well, they, they've, if you read some of the, if you can find the yeah, literature. you can find it, yeah. Some of it, uh, and I know the one from Algonquin, apparently somebody posted, said uh, something along the lines, and they were just paraphrasing, that when this gets rolled out, meaning they've already made the decision. Yeah. But... You know, uh, it's a pilot, a two year pilot project, which they'll have all their information gathered by the end of this paddling season, Mm 2021 paddling season. So come September or or whenever they decide to call it quits. So what they've done is instead of doing the per person per night fee, they're just doing a flat rate. And this benefits the groups of four people or more but it does not benefit solo trippers no. or tandem trippers. Anybody like three people, it does not benefit
2: at all. It's priced, it's price averaged for about four, uh, groups of four.
0: Yeah. So it was $13 a night after taxes. It's now thirty six seventy three a night. And these are Canadian funds.
2: That's Massasauga. Um, no, Massasauga is 42 I thought. Oh, I thought tomogamy was the higher price. No, one. no, okay. that's
0: what I thought. But Massasauga is the higher price, hmm. right? And so, a seven-day trip. When I took my seven-day trip, it was ninety-one bucks. Mm-hmm. It would now cost me two hundred and fifty-seven. Yeah. For my seven-day solo trip, that is like that's one hundred and sixty-six dollars difference, and that's like the cost of almost. Oh, you know, it's one point eight. So almost the cost of two extra trips Mm -hmm. so basically as a solo tripper I will be paying three one trip for the price of three
2: yes Mm -hmm. And, and so what they're, what they said is, uh, there's, there was a lot of complaints from large groups, like, you know, they, they got some of these school groups going out and whatever, and they usually take two or three sites and there's Mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe 20 kids or something plus the guides and whatever. And, and they say, well, it's just exorbitantly expensive for the group. And it's like, well, each kid's going to pay their one own way type thing. Right. Yeah. And they said, well, no, okay, we'll, we'll give them the advantage and drop it down to an average, uh, booking of four people, but they didn't really consider The solo paddlers, and what they do say is that solo paddlers are, solo paddlers are eleven percent of those that book in the parks. Mm -hmm. So it's eleven percent of the, and then
0: tandems are another thirty six percent,
2: which it it ends up being fifty percent. Yeah, yeah.
0: So fifty percent of us are getting shafted. Shafted.
2: I I I shouldn't, I shouldn't, (laughs) I shouldn't say (laughs) shafted because it's like they. They are very, they've, they've always been hesitant to raise prices. Mm-hmm. And so they've only, as long as I've been in going to interior parks, I've seen, this is the third price increase. Yeah. The other two, you know, it used to cost seven bucks a night and then it was nine, nine then 11. Then it was 11 or 13 or something. Yeah. I don't know what it is now, but, uh, well, apparently now it's 36. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I can understand where they're going. I just think they could have pulled it off better. Like we discussed last night if if they really wanted to cater to the public the the camping public what they could have done is like you, you they, they would jump the prices up. And so if you are a solo paddler, you pay a solo paddle price, you may be an increase, maybe 13 or $14 a night. And then they cap it at like four or five people. And everybody beyond the fifth person is, uh, there's no more price increases for the group number. And
0: yeah, see like with the way the resort and they're talking about streamlining. Yeah. They keep throwing that word out, whatever trash that word. If they should do it with, with all the computer apps and everything else that's out there you know somebody can write a reservation system that will, you pay per per night, per person, unless it's four people or more booking the same site on a lake. Yeah. Then they get a group rate. hmm And the system would know that automatically. hmm They could build the system. And I think that's part of the reason is they don't want to, because the, the, the Ontario Parks reservation system right now is a bit of a fiasco to say the least. Yeah. They've done it badly. Um, but they need a new, they need to tier it. Yes. You know, a tier Mm -hmm. system where people that want to paddle per night can do that. And, and they're not doing that. They're just, but say this, this rolls out across, across the province to all the provincial parks. Okay. Mm -hmm. 36 bucks per person per night. Yeah. No matter where you go. Right. That's pretty steep. Everybody's yeah. complaining about it. Like it, it's, But who's not going to go? People are still going to go. And liken this to the gas prices. When gas, gas prices skyrocketed, they went mm-hmm. from like 90 cents to a buck 40 a yep. liter. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, John, I don't know what the conversion to that is down in the States. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's okay to, holy crap. Um, everybody's, well, we should just give up driving. Everybody should, you know, like stop driving for a week or how many people can actually do their job, do their stuff from home. Like how many people gave up driving? Yeah. They complained, they yelled and screamed and they kept filling up their tanks.
2: Yes, they did. And so they all talked about, okay, we'll have to get, you know, smaller fuel efficient cars. This is what we're going to do this But no, they're still ton of trucks on the road and it doesn't see every day you see more and more new trucks and uh, like one of the leading uh, sellers is uh is midsize trucks like the Ford f-150 or something mm-hmm. it's those are like mm-hmm. the huge hot seller so price of gas didn't affect that people no. are still buying the gas guzzlers and it, and people are still going to go camping they're still going to do that yeah um
0: now john when you come up you're you pay a different rate from out of because you're out of uh out of province.
1: Yeah. And <clears throat> I was I was trying to find more information on that. It, it's really kind of strange. It, it's north of certain, like north of the French River. And, and it was just kind of like, wait a minute, what? And so I'm seeing more qualifications on it. I'm not really sure actually what it is. Like if I were to come up to do that, I would have, you know, I w- would actually have to go, go into the uh, province website to see if I could figure that out. Because what I'm seeing from some of the articles that I'm seeing, I've got no clue right now. Uh, all I heard is that I have to pay a fee, but, yeah. Welcome sure to the club, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I think they've gone about this bit bass Um I think what's really bugging a lot of people is the lack of Communi- information available. Lack of
2: communication. Yeah. It's just, it's just happened. And the only reason you know it's happened is because when you go to book, it's like, huh? Well, what's this? Yeah. What am I looking at here? And I think that's sort of why
0: it got sort of missed last year because people were not booking right at the beginning because mm-hmm. everything was still closed. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're booking, they're booking, they're booking. They're and, not COVID really, was, and COVID was the bigger COVID story COVID was the a big story at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, true enough. Yeah. So I think what,
0: John, if you come up this way, you just get somebody to book it for you. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, so, there
2: uh, would
0: be any
1: problem with an American f- falsifying any information? Ah, for yeah,
0: yeah, what yeah. could possibly could go, go wrong? wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, i was I was, uh, I was discussing these camping fees and the price increase with my wife last night, and Siobhan, she came up with this, and I thought it was a part of me. I thought it was a really good analogy. So, we if you think about it as a uh, you know, an apples for apples comparison. So if we uh, think about, uh, for example, Medicare. So for Medicare, whether you are a person that never goes to see the doctor or whether you're a person that's in to see your doctor once a week, everybody pays the same price across the board for Medicare. It's it's that sort of thing. And same thing for taxes. Uh, Some people take the bus all the time. Some people drive the car all the time and, but y'all, everybody pays the same price uh, for taxes and, you know, these, this tax, that tax and whatever, right? So income taxes, it's, it's spread across the board and, and doesn't matter what your usage rate is, it's a flat rate price. Mm-hmm. And so she said, well, you know, it's, it kind of, it does benefit some and it doesn't benefit others. And, but in the end, it's sort of that flat fee. And it, it seems like that's what, Ontario Parks is is sort of aiming for. It's like, I, I, you know, enough of this um, metered thing and rates and this, that. It, it's just like flat rate. And they the wording that I've seen them say is that they compare it directly to, like driving camping or car camping. It's like each campsite is forty-seven. Like for example, Sandbanks or what Mu Lake. It's like forty-seven bucks a night for a uh, full utility uh, campsite with electrical and you know there's f- facilities available. And and then everybody goes, well, wait a sec. There's no facilities in the back country. I have to clear my own portages sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things. It's uh There's no bathroom. There's no shower. Yeah. So it's, it's so hard to really find a down the center, happy way to look at this. So there's going to be a lot of people upset about it. And there's some mm-hmm. people going to go, well, you know what? I got a family of four. It's going to work for me. I'm, I, I'm going to take my wife and two kids and it's going to cost me that. But well, unfortunately, if I go solo, it's going to be expensive, but it's going to cost me the same price if I brought my family type thing. It, it's. I don't know. I don't, I think they could have done better rolling it out. Maybe they could have, you know, over the, instead of raising prices every five to eight years, they could have like 3% every year, just a Mm -hmm. standard price increase. And everybody buys into it. 3% more this year, 3% more this year. It and then just people accept it. Right. And if they could have done that, that's, it's really harkens back to, uh, Mike Harris days when he, he changed the way that he said. Ontario parks, parks, you guys pay for yourselves. Yeah. No more tax man money. We're not going to pay for you anymore. You have to find your own funds. And so that's when the, the fee structure started really taking place back in uh, the Harris days. I don't know when that was. It was 1990 something.
0: Yeah. I can't remember. Anymore. Yeah.
2: Anyway. So it, it, that's when it changed. And so I'm not blaming Harris. It's just, he's the guy that made the choice and that's what it is now. Right. So we're mm-hmm. dealing with it.
0: Well, my concerns are going to be crown land y- overuse. Yeah, because people. Well, I'm not paying that.
2: I'm going to hit crown I'm land. Go crown land. And you know, unfortunately, like crown land is not maintained. It's not serviced, and you're going to have people. You know, there's. Who you know? You got to be careful where you walk, and it's like, oh, somebody went to the bathroom here, or somebody. Dug a pit toilet there. Well, there's
0: already videos of people cutting down trees from last season. Cutting down trees, with I've, chainsaws seen, and I've seen. I've seen pictures of
2: people parked in the bo- on, on some bush lot in Crownland with an RV, and, and it's like, oh, come yeah. on, people! Like, and, and that's the problem is when when you get people doing that, that and they don't really care about the the back country or the environment and so on. It's it gets abused, and then there's going to be a big snapback, and the government's going to have to say, okay, listen, people. We have to create some rules, but you can't police yourselves. So we're going to have to do it for you. Yeah. And then they go, oh, the government's taking it all away again. It's like, well, no, you guys have to be responsible or the government will. So,
0: yeah. And the other one is uh, excluding potential new backcountry campers. Yeah. You know, we've, there's been so much get outside rhetoric over the last few years. You know, the new people coming to Canada and the young people, and let's get them all outdoors. And, you know, taking the seven-day trip example. Oh yeah, we can get all our gear, which is going to be expensive because you know they're not going to own it right off the bat. Yeah. They're going to rent everything, Yeah. and then it's going to cost another ninety-one bucks to go for seven days. Well, now it's going to be two hundred and fifty-seven dollars. Yes. You know, and for for some people, or a lot of people, that that's a big difference. I mean, one hundred and sixty-six bucks
2: extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is huge. It's a big change. It's a big difference.
0: Yeah. So my question, if fees are $13 a night now, what would your acceptable
2: per night fee be? For me, I wouldn't want to see it over $20. $20 is my... I'd say 20 would be a cap as a solo yeah. camper. If I was... Yeah. Booking a site by myself, not with my family, and if it was going to be like a, like I'm not talking flat rate for groups and stuff. I'm talking for solo campers, and and that's really what all of this is kind of coming from. A lot of people yeah. go, "Oh, solo campers are getting pooched," right? Mm-hmm. I think if we had a, if we could cap it at twenty bucks per person type thing, but then it, then you get into like, a, okay, well now if I'm a family of four, that's eighty bucks. But then well, you see, have and to. And that
0: goes back to my tiered system I discussed last yes, night. Yeah. Where fine, $20 a night for, per person. But if you're a family of, of four.
2: Once you hit four people, it caps. It caps. Yeah.
0: It cap. Yeah. I mean, cause a family, you know, mom, dad, couple of kids. Yeah. No, it caps at their, their 40 mm-hmm. bucks a night or whatever. Yeah. Whatever they're, the 30, 36, 73. Yeah. Per night after taxes. So everybody served that way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, if you, like you, like you said, with a 3% every year sort of thing, ease it up a little bit, 18 to 20 bucks is,
2: is reasonable, I think, for the back country. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um. What is fee structures like down in the States there, John? They get everything free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: us. Um, it depends on where you're at, um. It was mentioned that uh, I may go out down to Devil's Lake State Park this next week, for example, and we're still in the you know shoulder season. So I think they're only they'll still only have the winter camp sites available, which you can't reserve. and they're they're cheaper now. But I was looking at um, while we're sitting here chatting, looking at some of the sites for the fall, for example, right? And the scary thing is that I'm getting absolutely nothing. <laughs> See, I told like,
0: you told me it's free.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, like nothing is showing up as as being um, available. Uh, when you look at, uh, and I mean, I knew it was going to be kind of crazy, but I'm just kind of choosing several dates here and there, and it, they're, uh, yeah, they're. It's not good, but uh, availability does not look good uh $30 a night for like a state uh, state park uh, campsite and a fee of $28 for your vehicle uh 38 if you're from out of state
0: Now is that a so, regular campsite like a drive-in site or is yeah, that a backcountry?
1: That is a a drive-in site. Uh, backcountry backcountry is going to get uh, going to be tend to be more up north Okay. and th- then that's going to be more like national forest land i'm not sure what those are up to you know what those are up to right now
0: but is it like uh, a, a ridiculous amount or is it fairly reasonable it's fairly
1: reasonable for the backcountry stuff up north a lot of people still aren't doing that um you know it's still kind of a well, I think we'll see more of it, right? Like you're mm-hmm. seeing more there, just because of of you know what's been going on and and yeah. people not to do other stuff. Here, I think. Uh,
2: Sean's saying that uh, reservations here have doubled over the last year. Yep.
1: That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, actually, Sean Pedersen, right? Yep. Uh, Ontario backcountry um, camping. He. Uh, Said, yeah, just wait two years, and you're going to see a lot of great sales on canoes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the prices now, you're seeing used canoes go for the price of new canoes. It's uh, it's right. insane. Like I've been shopping for a new canoe for the family. I'm not buying one this year.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard people that ordered in the at the end of summer last year mm-hmm. aren't expecting until April May mm-hmm. this year.
2: Yeah, but you're seeing like I've I've seen so many used canoes going for three, $4,000. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, that's cra-. And they're selling. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, uh, it's crazy. This stuff, it's, everybody wants to get out. They're still, we're just still dealing with the, with the COVID. We're just hoping for a post lockdown, whatever. And, but yeah, it's, uh, people are getting out in droves this year.
0: Well, yeah. you know what? We're, I'm going to follow along to see what happens as we all are, uh, and one of the, we were, we were watching the, if you want to see some, a, a good video, Canoe Hound Adventures, um, he had the, he had a f- a f- four people on, four people? Three people. Hap Wilson, Brad At one Brad time it Jennings, was up to six. Yeah. Uh, they were on, on Tuesday night, they had, he had his regular thing. Well, we'll post, uh. a link to his video as well. And they were discussing this and throwing out a whole bunch of stats and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we're going to follow this along. But on on that show, there is uh, one guy that was on was talking. They come from Quebec over because it's cheaper for them to come over this way and better and that sort of stuff. And then if they do what they're doing, it's not going to be cheaper anymore. So... Mm -hmm. But we'll follow it see what happens. And like I say, the big thing right now is... It's a pilot project, so knock on wood, it just, after this year, they go, yeah, you know what? This is going to cause us more grief than anything, and we're not mm-hmm. going to do it. And maybe they'll go the, you know what, let's raise, let's raise the per night fee per person to 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. I think people will swallow that a heck of a lot more yeah than yeah.
2: A, a $40 flat rate. Maybe that's their plan. They're shocking everybody at the big yeah. price, so that everybody goes, "Oh, thank God it's only going to eighteen. But wait, <laughs>
0: buy a reservation now and we'll knock thirty eight percent off. Two people will knock sixty five percent. off. there you go. <laughs> eighteen dollars a night <laughs> oh, I, I, mean, I,
1: I know it's I know it's a big issue for people there and stuff, but I think it actually misses the main issue. Like when you're talking about backcountry camping, right? Mm -hmm. Do you hang your food in a tree or do you put your ground cloth in your tent or outside of it? These are the big issues.
0: Well, it it depends if you're a disciple of Cliff Jacobson or not. Because if you pray at the altar of Cliff Jacobson, then that barrel does not get hung. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I see I see. <laughs> I just do it the easy I don't bring food.
1: <laughs> i have got. Says to. the man who's about to introduce a segment on Dutch oven cooking. How's that for a segue? Uh, uh. <laughs> well,
0: done, well done, boys. Well done.
1: I just think we should call it a night. That was so good. Why was, even bother going uh, yeah, into it? Yeah,
0: why even bother? We're good. done, man. Thanks for being on, John. <laughs> Derek, see you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Crack another beer. <laughs>
2: well, we are at, at like 47 minutes so far. All
0: right. Oh, awesome! Forty-seven <laughs> down. Another three hours to go.
1: <laughs> That's right. Did, did I tell you about that time when I was three years old
2: in Bandcamp? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get off the the, the topic of uh, that that hot topic of of parks. I think the Ontario Parks should listen to what I'm saying. I think so. <laughs> And make that new... You got all these little kids out of grade school on the computers now making apps for their phones. You get one of those kids to, to you make go. you a Ontario Parks reservation app. <laughs> for solo it. paddlers, tandem, triple, and, and four people and more. They'll have it done by the weekend. It'll make your head spin, you people at Ontario <laughs> Parks. Um, Dutch ovens. We were talking Dutch ovens, weren't we?
2: Yes, and we're talking the cooking pot. Do
0: you take, a, yeah, a Dutch oven on your canoe trips?
2: Yes. You do? No. <laughs> I'm saying yes, that's what we're talking about. And we're not talking about with the blanket over your wife's head.
0: <laughs> Derek's reading, he's listening, he's looking at something, and he's trying to answer me at the same time. <laughs> do you take a Dutch oven on your backcountry paddling
2: trips, Derek? I don't think I would. It's too heavy, too bulky. The, the darn things have legs that'll poke holes in the bottom of your canoe. Like, and if I was going to break one, if I was going to bring one, like the one, some of the one, good luck way. on breaking one, <laughs> bring one. So if you want to go light, you're going to go aluminum, but the aluminum isn't really as good as cast iron, cast iron, super darn heavy. Uh, I, and we're just going to leave the room while Derek <laughs> argues with himself for the next twenty
0: minutes.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go get another beer. You guys, they want grab you one there, buddy.
2: I've always wanted to, but it's just I can't see myself doing it. Not that extra weight, unless I did a no portage trip. If I did a no portage trip, yep. then I would consider it. Yeah. So
0: I was doing one of the Google rabbit hole things and came across. And it's funny because I always end up going to, um, adventure journal. And one of their main articles this week is Dutch ovens. And I've always been, cause I've been on a, a gear kick lately. I bought knives and saws and looking at dry suits and got another, another knife. And I've never, my big thing has always been the weight. Mm-hmm. It's big. It's heavy. Cast yes. iron. Yeah. You're looking like a 12-pound cast iron one or a 6-pound anodized aluminum. A lot of them, the ideal ideal size to take is anywhere from 4 to 7 quarts, mm-hmm. depending on your group yeah. size. If it's just you, there's a little 2-quart ones, which are small. That's just 80 silly. 80 to 130 bucks in Canada for one. I think they were like, you can get them as low as 40 bucks down in the States. For the small ones? For No. For, for a normal regular, size one, yeah? Yeah. 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 Uh, the good thing about it, just to put, like, I don't want to make this sound like a, we're, you know, we're, we're against uh, Dutch ovens. You can nest your bowls, your plates, your utensils and everything inside. It's like a, put stuff inside it while you're traveling, while it's in your barrel or whatever, right?
2: Starting to sound like we're doing an infomercial. Are we going to come up with some branded paddling adventures? Radio <laughs> Dutch ovens. But wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> more. I
0: like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> some of them have feet on them,
2: and that's the one for I was the airflow to go underneath. So if you had feet on it, you would really have to be careful how you pack it, because those little feet would put holes in your canoe. If you well, not your canoe. Well, if you drop it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 12 pound cast iron pan. So it's
0: putting it, you're putting it in your, you probably put it at the bottom of your barrel. You'd have to, you'd have to
2: yeah. definitely in a barrel.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't want it right at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, some allow the pot lid to be used as a frying pan. A frying pan. That's brilliant. Because mm-hmm. some of them have little legs on the top. Or the handles are on the side, so it's flat. Mm-hmm. So that allows you to use that as a frying pan. Yeah, right? That's brilliant.
2: Yeah. Brilliant, I tell you. But wait, <laughs> there's, there's more! more! <laughs> uh,
0: some you can hang over the fire. So you get yourself one of those tripods and, and hang it. Yes. Um, yep. You pile coals around it, under it, on top of it. Yes. So you can bake. You can make stews you can make soups roast beef and chicken uh fry boil water sear meat cook one dish meals all in one pot (laughs) but wait (laughs) (laughs) aluminum ones heat up faster but can cause things to burn if you're not careful
2: yeah they heat up too fast they heat unevenly it's they, mm. Yeah,
0: they heat. That's the big thing with the the, the big drawback with those, uh, but they tend to cool down a lot faster. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a big old pot of sausage gravy and biscuits for the morning,
2: <laughs> mm. Mm,
0: biscuits and sausage gravy. you oh, no, <laughs> on a camping trip. and then you just nap the rest of the morning away. Yeah. yeah, If you make something big like porridge or something like that for breakfast for everybody, like that pot cools down a lot faster. Cast iron wines heat up slower, but tend to distribute the heat more evenly and cool down a lot slower. Uh, cast iron wines, you need to be seasoned, keep them seasoned or they tend to rust, Mm -hmm. which from my general knowledge of science Rust in your food may not necessarily be a good thing, <laughs> No, there's a but I'm not a doctor. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the cons of a Dutch oven always seem to be centered around weight. Yeah. And from everything I've been seeing, that is the only real con of a Dutch oven is the weight. Mm-hmm. If you were into fishing, you could technically use this as an anchor.
2: You could. Yes, you could. I'm just trying to throw things out there, buddy. Just trying to change
0: people's minds on bringing Dutch ovens into the backcountry.
2: When you think about stuff that people bring in the backcountry, you wouldn't really think of bringing yourself with yourself into the backcountry. When me and Mike did the tomogamy route last year. Just at the start of the Cabin Falls route, mm-hmm. there's a set of waterfalls. And so we were spelunking around and we were fishing and caught a few fish and whatever. And so I was up on one point, there's a single tree over a big flat area. And <laughs> while I'm up there, it's like I see, do you know them, uh, I can't, pyrite those big glass pyrite oh, the bowls? Oh, the pyrex The pyrex yeah. bowls? Yeah. So I found a... I think it had to be two or three liter Pyrex bowl sitting there filled with rainwater sponge on the ground next to it. And it's like, oh, that's, that's pretty heavy. Why would somebody drag this in? Unfortunately, they forgot it behind. So I ended up cleaning it and taking it with me. And now I take it on trips with me. It's like, it's a, it's a Pyrex bowl that sits in my bear barrel. It's fantastic <laughs> to mix eggs in and, you know, cook in. And- you know
0: what would go good in that? And it wouldn't break because those Pyrex are pretty tough. They are pretty tough. The legs of a Dutch oven.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me and Mike use that, uh, that Pyrex bowl. It's like a flat side. It's not a mixing bowl. It's a flat side. It's shaped like a pot. Yeah. And uh, so we used that for the rest of the trip. We cooked in it often. It came in really handy. (laughs) We got,
0: we got Pyrex pots upstairs that we've
2: not used in ages. Yeah. But. This has no handle. It's just a like a bowl with little, tiny rim rim lips. But it, it was uh, it's like I I laughed when I saw it. I was like, who brings that in? And then we use it for the strip, and it's like, well, I'm bringing this again. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Derek brings that in. <laughs> um,
0: the Dutch oven for baking versus a reflector oven. The reflector oven is a lot lighter and and a better option if you're if you're just baking. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you just want to go bake Make some cookies, cinnamon make some buns, pizza um, or something, yeah. yeah. But if you go on YouTube, there's a ton of how-to Dutch oven recipes and how to use it and stuff. And people, I mean, you, you, they give you, oh, here's my recipe for bread. And then they, they, oh, they yes. make the ball they of dough. They put it in there, put the lid on, put it on the fire, put uh, coals on top. And then, you know, oh, it's been in there for about 20 minutes. And they take the lid off. And you got this big thing of, bread Mm -hmm. and you're like oh you know what like that would probably be better in a dutch oven than a it would than a reflector
2: absolutely yeah i found Mm -hmm. a recipe for no need backcountry camping bread so you don't have to mash it knead it and roll it you just have to you mix it and you let it rise and you bake it that's Mm -hmm. it and it's uh it, the, 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 on the YouTube video, it was like, oh, look! Yeah. It was like a crusty bread, and you could see where it split open, and it's like, oh, that looks so well, good.
0: The one video I watched, the guy has a the Dutch oven. I think it's mm-hmm. like ten or twelve. Ten or twelve inches seem to be the regular size people take for when they're larger, groups. larger groups. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but he he made a he had a, a, a recipe for pizza dough, and then he made it the the the, the dough. And then he did the, all the toppings and he laid it, just put it in the bottom of the Dutch oven, put the lid on, put it on the fire with the coals on top, took it out and he had a perfectly made pizza.
2: Nice. It's like, Mm. okay,
0: you know what? You're not getting it like that in the reflector oven.
2: No, no. And so the videos I've seen of Dutch ovens, like it really makes a difference when you put the coals on top of the Dutch oven. Yeah. Like you get, it's like baked, it's oven baked. Mm-hmm. and uh, you, you got to make sure your coals aren't too hot because you don't want just to bake. You, you don't have to, you do want everything to burn and turn black. So you, you need a good set of coals and a bed of coals and put some coals on top. It's like, oh, it's, it does look easy. It's just that, man, the weight. Yeah. And that
0: is the only. That's the only downside. The only con that I've yeah. seen.
2: It's it's all around the weight.
0: Now, John, you do not take a Dutch oven You do have a few of them.
1: I've got, yeah, I think I've got three of them. And when, so my wife and I bought our, her parents' house. And when we moved in, he, they went into a, kind of like a, a facility where, you know, down the road, if they need care, they Mm -hmm. can get it. But right now it's just kind of like they have their own apartment and, uh, just didn't have room for a lot of this stuff so he very kindly gave us all of his camping gear um, that was in the basement and so I've got these like great old Coleman like you know 1950s gas stoves uh, that 1957 uh, wall tent that uh, Ted Williams model wall tent Mm -hmm. uh, and three Dutch ovens and I think one of them is a uh cast iron and i think there are two aluminum as well
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: so i am thinking especially you know after we were talking about this and especially talking about sausage you know sausage gravy and biscuits (laughs) that um i'm taking this camping next week and i'm going to take a lot of pictures and probably some video and send it to you
2: perfect
0: Oh, I'm going to hate you if you make <laughs> biscuits and sausage gravy. <laughs> I had never had that. And I think I've told this story before. I'd never had biscuits and sausage gravy till my son started playing competitive hockey. And we were going across the states, to the, uh, across the border to mm-hmm. tournaments in the states. Mm-hmm. And for breakfasts, like the continental breakfasts and all that. They right. had all an all-you-can-eat sort of thing, buffets. And they yep. had biscuits and sausage gravy
1: i've got two um different so mountain house Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, changed their packaging of course took down the amount you're actually getting in each package Uh, and uh, reportedly changed the recipe of the sausage uh biscuits and gravy or sausage gravy and biscuits
2: Anyway, um, doesn't matter. It so, all ends up at the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's mountain uh, house that, that Ron sent us, right? It was a mountain, was house. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So I've got one of each of them still. So I'm going to test that and see. But you know, they were really good, like surprisingly good. Like, I, yeah, there's yeah. been a couple of Sunday mornings where I didn't feel real ambitious when I got up. So I went out to the garage and grabbed some of those and, uh, you know, heated up some water, threw it in there, made some eggs to throw on top of it, and it was a great meal.
2: <laughs>
1: of course, you know, the. we won't talk about the salt content in it. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, there's salt in
0: those? <laughs> 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 Got to keep them preserved somehow. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're going to take it next, next week? Yes. Yep. One of your... Um, and you, you're going you're gonna to see about making that. And you said, I think you said you were going to try, Lisa, is it Lisa? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, my friend Lisa.
0: Likes to cook in them. Or yeah. Or knows how to she, cook in them.
1: Yes, and, and reportedly a very good cook. So I, this will be kind of fun to take this along. The other thing I want to make in there is like uh, chicken and dumplings. Because that's the other thing where you can just, you know, again, with dropping a couple of coals on top
0: of that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. See, I think a Dutch oven would be good on those really crappy weather days where yes. everybody's sitting under the tarp. Yep. I mean, you, you can't really, well, sometimes you can plan on those days because you read the forecast. But if you got one of those days, everybody's sitting under the tarp and you got like a stew that can simmer all day. Mm-hmm. Right? You get that going at yeah. about just after lunch. And by dinner time, it simmered nicely all afternoon. All the flavors
2: have mixed thoroughly through. and Yeah. Oh, Except yeah. potatoes.
0: I don't like potatoes in my stew.
2: Really? Yep. I hate them. Really? I yep. like the mini potatoes. Just nope. cut in half, throw it in, skin on. I'll tell you what you're going to do with your potatoes. <laughs> no, if, if you
0: make a stew, make the exact same stew, leave potatoes out of one of them, totally different flavor. It is different. Because the, the potatoes I find. starch really flavors it, the it, stew. I find it overpowers everything else that's in that stew. You have such a sensitive palate.
1: <sighs> <laughs> now are so, you making so are you making a Guinness stew? Or are you just Ooh. making like a No, just a
0: regular
2: old working man's stew. <laughs> See. A working man's stew. So instead of Guinness you throw in dirty socks. That's it.
0: <laughs> couple of old <little> t shirts. <laughs>
1: you know, I've got several uh Dutch oven books here and a couple of cookbooks from the like nineteen sixties. That I also inherited with the house. And uh, just kind of looking through as we're chatting here, looking at some of the recipes. Uh, Dutch oven fried squirrel. Mm. Ooh. I'm sure the
2: squirrel won't be be about I that. I actually but.
0: have upstairs a roadkill cookbook.
2: Oh, yeah. So don't laugh, buddy. You got to get them fresh. You got to get them fresh.
0: I try. <laughs>
1: They're talking about uh, the Lewis and Clark Expedition using um, Dutch ovens as well.
0: Well, that's why it took them so long. <laughs> right. They were damn that's heavy. Of the weight of that. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would yeah. have been there three months earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think, Hmm. I think it would take some experiment, a lot of experimentation to get the heating techniques right.
2: Yeah. Just the right level of coals is, you know.
0: Now I know one of the, one of the things that he was showing, um, he had the fire, like he, it was hanging. The, the the Dutch oven was hanging and it was Mm -hmm. probably maybe a foot off the ground, but he had the wood burning, all the coals. It was around, Mm -hmm. but not directly underneath right? So that the heat was coming up the sides and mm-hmm. underneath the airflow was taking it underneath. So it wasn't like yep. a, like a, um, a burner on a stove, yeah. so right. to say, yeah. so to speak. Right.
2: It's more like a, yep. a being baked.
0: Yeah. All the way around. And I know mm. people do like turkeys and chickens and all that sort of stuff in those.
2: Yeah. <sighs> mm. I'm going to have to
0: buy one. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll sell you one. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Bring it up. Well seasoned. Bring it (laughs) up.
0: (laughs) So, John, uh, you'll have to use one, uh, bring some pictures along of of it using it, you using it, maybe some video and uh, yeah, let us know what you think of of one. Uh, Yeah. I I actually, I, I see them being used, but I don't actually know anybody that has one that uses it hmm they're they're all like you well i've got one in my basement i've never actually used it <laughs> yeah. you're lying to my great 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 grandpappy <laughs> you know like i don't i don't know anybody that actually uses one
1: i'm finding myself getting more interested in some of the traditional things and i don't know if that's you know a, a factor of getting older
0: <laughs>
1: yeah um but you know i mean i've uh, when i've been backpacking and doing a lot of you know, different uh, kayaking trips and then canoe trips. And, you know, it's always been with sort of the higher-end backpacking gear that mm-hmm.
0: you,
1: you know, and, and lighter weight. And and now I'm, you know, especially... And I think, you know, I think the other thing, maybe it is a function of age, but I think the other thing is uh, winter camping and looking at some of the, the traditional uh, gear and traditional clothing. And a lot of it makes... A lot of sense. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think I'll be looking a little bit more into this because this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The old time. Well, it goes back to, we did that episode, what, about three years ago. Would you be able to camp like they did back in like 1913? Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Or 19, the early, the turn of the 1900s. With, yeah, uh, Right.
2: With wool pants and wool yeah. shirts and wool t-shirts. And heavy, heavy <laughs>
0: canoes and canvas, yeah. big yeah. canvas tents and no, no uh, bug spray like we have nope. now, nope. no bug screens. Yeah. and Like, would you be able to hack it? I think there are a lot of people who would tap out second day.
2: Yeah, I would tap out. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
0: look at all the gear you got to get. Ah, I'm done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm a princess when it comes to clothes. I can't wear wool. And so <laughs> I couldn't wear the clothes. So there's Derek
0: <laughs> with all his 1900s gear nude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing this. <laughs> I said it was a bare bones expedition. This is not what I meant, Derek. <laughs>
2: it's
1: funny how every show comes around to nude camping somehow. I know, right?
0: It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So looking forward to uh, finding out how that uh, goes for you there, John.
1: Yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'm really hoping that we'll be able to get out on the water and, I do have a dry suit. I don't know unless I have some weird dreams about it. That you Shut know. Shut up,
2: man! <laughs> Just
0: don't get your head stuck. Yeah. Y'all never get out. Dry suit was eating you alive. Um, I got. I only got one more thing for the night. Well, we've already been going for an hour and ten minutes. All right, we'll make it an hour and fifteen minutes. You got somewhere to be? <laughs> no. <laughs> Derek's stuck on time tonight. I don't want to bore the people.
1: <laughs> well, that, that ship sailed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, remember a couple hours ago when we started? <laughs> she would just driven right on by my house, honked her horn, giving away. Yeah. Think <laughs> like when we got yeah.
1: into the worms. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Once the worms. No, people are they're not even listening to us. They're all googling worm stuff. I now. know.
2: <laughs> worm like, stampede. Worms, what is a worm what? stampede? What's the worm Can stampede? Can you lasso them? Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: there is an app called the paddle logger for water sports app unfortunately it is only compatible with iphone and apple watch right
2: now there is they're considering bringing an android version which would be cool
0: record your epic sessions on the water for free there are um some in-app purchases you can do as well like for the the pro and stuff like that but for the basics, it's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, built for stand-up paddle boards, kayaks, uh, OC, canoe, prone paddle board, and more. Set up in three simple steps. Start the app, press go, paddle.
2: Hmm. That's it. Yeah, and it's designed heavily for the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it measures cadence and all that stuff, right? So it it, 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 it tracks you and it measures your cadence. It gives your... your, your uh, Oh, what's that thing called? We talked about it, those rowing machines. It's called a rowing machine. <laughs> we we were confused by the name of it last time we talked about it.
0: Oh. It's like, oh, that's what that is.
2: Anyways, uh, it me- it's the measurement of your your of your strokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um I like this this one. Yeah, so basically you're paddling around and it keeps track of of where you're going. That sort of thing. Stay connected with loved ones with our easy to use paddle live service. After one time setup, every time you head out on the water, you are digitally connected to someone on land or share your sessions live on social media. So if something happens, people know. There's a, I was just going through it on, our, on my phone there to see what's there. Um, if I don't ch- send a, send an alert, if I don't check in with, in, so many minutes or an hour or two hours. You can set it. So if I hook it up to you, Derek, yeah. if I'm out paddling and you don't hear from me within like, oh, Hey, I'm, I'm still okay. going good. Yeah. You're going to get an alert on your phone going, Whoa, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Siri integration and shortcuts on it. So you never, so you never have to have your device out near the water. Right. So if your phone, or whatever is not waterproof, mm-hmm. right? Hey Siri, start that sort of thing. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> so all, this, all the phones and everything just start beeping here. Sorry, every listener. My bad. Every listener. That's just- <laughs>
2: going <laughs> awesome. I was I was listening to an, a podcast the other day, and they had uh, they had done that. They had said Alexa and then whatever, and they got all these complaints because, like, like 5,000 households suddenly (laughs) ordered pool noodles. Oh, 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 here we go. Hey, Siri, what do you call a large group of worms? Okay, I found this on the web for what do
0: you call a large group of worms.
2: Check it out. So, anybody gonna who's get, listening, we're going to get nasty emails. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if that works because <laughs> I'm going to be doing it every week. <laughs> when you least expect it, yeah. somewhere in the show. <laughs> Alexa, reorder pool noodles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, send Sean and Derek a Dutch oven. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, they do have that, uh, that function. So you don't need to have your phone out, uh, free to download and use with some features requiring purchase of a pro service. Um, the paddle logger features accurately track your journeys with devices you already own, I- iPhones and, and Apple watches, adjustable delay to safely stow your device before getting on the water. Uh, voice control integration with Apple Health to help fill your health rings. I'm not sure what that. I don't. I think I deleted that off my phone. Water lock on the Apple Watch in settings, uh, in case you take a swim. Detailed digital logbook with data and maps. Edit trip notes about your journey. Share the trip map and data to any social media. View your paddle statistics in the all-new Paddle Logger widgets. Change units, imperial or metric. Uh, Then you can get into the paddle logger pro features, which is the paddle live service. Stay connected to your loved ones while out on the water. Virtual race features. So you can sign up for virtual races. Uh, Detailed session data, including speed, pace and splits. Units of measurements include nautical miles and knots. Custom folders to track different types of sessions for training. It just goes on and on all these, all these things. Paddle Logger, Logger Pro is offered on a monthly or annual subscriptions. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. They do say, though, remember, while we have tried our utmost to allow great battery life with the app running, uh, we have regularly managed eight hours plus paddle time. Continued use of GPS in the background can dramatically decrease battery life in both your Apple Watch and iPhones. So yeah. that sounds, uh, I mean, if you get the, the basic freebie.
2: Yeah, it it. It'll do most people. It'll yeah. it'll be sufficient. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hopefully they bring it out for the Android model.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. I've got Android. Yep.
0: yep. You you would be able to use that on the um the Yukon River, John.
1: <laughs> well, I think I'll stick with uh, the Garmin inreach for the Yukon. <laughs> ah,
0: you're a hack. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, you, like I say, you're going out paddling for the day or something like that and it's good to keep track of, especially if you're doing ex- using it for exercise, like the paddle for exercise, get out every morning and go for a paddle. You can sort of, there's other yeah. ones out there that people are using as well for running and everything else. But this just gives another, uh, another option. Yeah. So, uh, and that's all I have this week. Derek, you got anything else?
2: No, the only thing I, want, I was going to bring up at the end was the uh, diorama, but we already talked about that, so I'm good. All right. John, you got anything else? Well, I'm sitting
1: here looking at, cast iron <laughs> dutch ovens we well, already had it three. turns out that martha stewart sells a number of dutch ovens
0: oh really yeah oh uh well 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 one thing i did not mention i should have yes dutch ovens that are made of enamel and stuff like that that you usually use in your house yeah. Yes. that's what i have are not necessarily good for backcountry camping because the Oh, kids-
1: so Martha's Martha's collection here of nine different bright yeah. colors yeah
2: sorry buddy the enamel will pop off in a fire pit oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah dang
0: because
1: you know I'm a Martha disciple
2: <laughs> wow you know, <laughs> she, you know. I, I didn't like her until she went to jail. <laughs> now she's the bomb. <laughs> Hanging out with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Cooking with Snoop Dogg. All right.
1: <laughs> there was a, uh, out at, uh, I think it was at Yellowstone. I went into the, uh, into the park office out there and there was, uh, somebody at, like one of the, the people working behind the counter at their little booth had clipped out a thing uh, a tip from Martha Stewart about le- leaving uh, about leaving a little snow on your driveway So a, a film of snow so it has the, <laughs> it's aesthetically peeling in the winter. It was
0: just like oh God that's nice. That's nice. That's awesome. yeah And I, then my you know, wife went to head, head over tea kettle and <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: still hearing about it to this day.
1: That's right. But she did so on an aesthetically pleasing driveway. That's yes, right. yes. When you were
0: in laying there, did you not think it looked
2: aesthetically pleasing? <laughs> <laughs> laying there in a heap <laughs> <That's right. laughs> with your right leg twisted underneath your back. <laughs> Thank you, Martha. Thank oh, you. That's awesome.
0: Your shopping bags scattered across the driveway, out in the road. Thanks, Martha. Yes,
1: and ironically, your package with the enameled cast iron Dutch oven is laying out in the road,
0: <laughs> getting hit by a bus. Thanks, Martha. Mm. Oh man, yeah. Um, nope. I got nothing else. Nothing that's else. It. Me neither. Nothing. Excellent. Well, John, thanks
2: for joining us uh, yes, this Yes, thanks, week. John. It's always fun having you on.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Glad that I could uh, talk science about worms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping that that, that little shout-out activates everybody's phone. Fo- I don't want to say it now because I know mine's going <laughs> to activate again. I want to find out if that actually works because I'll be just, every week we'll just come up with something new.
2: Yes. Yeah. And just blurt it out of the blue. Well, see, most people might listen on headphones, so it's not going to work. But if anybody listens in their, in their house. their it on headphones? Well, no, you're listening in the headphones and the headphones are going in your ears. It's not hitting the mic. So only unless they're listening on a speaker in a room. But my headphones act as a mic. Uh, but not in my your ear ones. cavity. It's on the, this microphone's on the outside. Is it on? Uh, I don't yeah. know. I just know that I've got my mm-hmm. little ear
0: things in. I talk. And people can hear me on the phone. Yes, <laughs> dude. I'm look. Look at all this stuff. This is what I'm into. I'm not into little earbuds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got big boy microphones. <laughs> uh, thanks, John. <laughs>
1: You're very, very welcome.
0: Uh, If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Go to the episode page at Paddling Adventures Radio, and you can listen to all our episodes there or download them. If you enjoy the podcast, please share them with all your family, friends, and fellow paddlers.
2: Siri! Hey, Siri! Siri! It's not working. It's head,
0: it? <laughs>
1: John's fired. I knew there was going to be a light pause there, and I thought I'd jump in. And... Damn it. I guess I'll let you finish up now. I'm I'm leaving the room in disgust. <laughs>
0: Elvis has left the building. Hang your head in shame. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.